Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to Fiscal Friday for this week. A couple weeks ago, I did a podcast on sleep, and boy, I got a lot of emails about that. So, first of all, I'm not a sleep expert. In fact, I'm guilty as as anyone. I am as guilty as anyone for neglecting sleep, for saying I don't have time for sleep. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Saying you know I'm a grinder, don't need sleep, but Fact is that I do need sleep, and the fact is that the more I learn about sleep, the, and the more I learn about how important it is, the more I have prioritized it in my own life and made sure that I am doing everything that I can to get the best sleep that I can, the most sleep that I can, and somehow balance that with the rest of my life. Of course, that's difficult, but this book that I read... Why We Sleep by Dr. Matthew Walker really changed a lot of my opinions about that kind of attitude towards sleep. Like, do you need it? Well, Dr. Matthew Walker is a scientist and he does a tremendous number of studies. He reads a tremendous number of studies and he is simply reporting the facts in a lot of these cases about how how sleep, less than eight hours of sleep and more than eight hours of sleep affects you. And (laughs) so after I got a number of emails from the last one, I thought, well, maybe I need to go back and reread this book. So I went back and I reread some of the chapters of the book. I then also found another one of my favorite podcasts, which is um, by Michael Gervais. And he is... uh, He's got a um, great podcast called Finding Mastery, 
and he is a sports psychologist, and he has a very interesting take on this. He also prioritizes sleep for his athletes, for the people that he works with, and for the high performers, and he had Dr. Matthew Walker on. So because I know that many of you don't have 14 hours to listen to why we sleep in its entirety, and maybe you don't have three and a half hours to listen to the one that I suggested, with, which is Dr. Matthew Walker on Joe Rogan's podcast. This one is really good. It's only an hour. I would highly suggest listening to this one. Uh, Dr. Matthew Walker on Finding Mastery. You can easily search that out on the internet and find it. I'll also put it in the show notes. I'll give you a quick little recap. Uh, of this conversation that these these two professionals had, which I found incredibly interesting. starts off with a quote that says, from the scientific evidence that we have, the number of people who can survive on less than seven hours of sleep without showing any impairment rounded to a whole number and expressed as a percentage of the population is zero. <laughs> okay. Uh, that pretty much explains that no one can, no matter what your opinion of yourself, that you can do just fine on six hours of sleep, the evidence shows that you are significantly impaired. And to take that into uh, an example that you can, you know, real take-home example, he goes over an NBA player and Andre Iguodala, He's in Memphis, and uh, he was part of, I don't know, some sort of study where he was releasing some data of his performance when he was sleeping less than eight hours, and then also compared that to his performance when he's sleeping more than eight hours. And when he's sleeping more than eight hours, he had a 29% increase in points per minute. He had a 12% increase in minutes played a 9% increase in fr- in his free throw percentage, a negative, he went down 45% in fouls and down 37% in turnovers. That's pretty incredible because that's really the difference between, you know, a, a really high-level player and somebody that doesn't even get drafted. And in a game where you're trying to really get like a – Eighth of a percent better, tenth of a percent, one percent better. That's incredible. He goes on to talk about some other things, health related, where he he commonly talks throughout his book and in this podcast that there's a forty percent memory deficit when you're sleep when you're sleep deprived, even just a little bit sleep deprived. And the more sleep deprived you get, the 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 worse it gets. In men who sleep four to five hours a night versus men that sleep more than eight hours a night, they have uh, scientific evidence to show that the men that are sleeping four to five hours a night have a testosterone level of a man 10 years their senior. In a cardiovascular system, this was kind of interesting. He said, uh, we have an experiment that is performed on 1.6 billion people across 70 countries every year. It's called Daylight Savings Time. And in the spring, when we lose an hour, there is evidence that shows that there is a 24% 
increase in heart attacks the following day. While in the fall, when we gain an hour, there's a 21% decrease in the amount of heart attacks the next day. So that's kind of interesting. He said there was the same profile in suicide. He also said that there was the same type of profile uh, if you were being sentenced by a judge. You don't want to be on that day in the spring because everybody's a little grumpy. Everybody's a little harsher. And uh, it has to do, apparently, the science says it has to do with the amount of time that we're sleeping. If you're sleeping five hours versus eight hours, you're 10 times more likely to catch a cold, says Matthew Walker. So what this tells me is that, and, and what really made me kind of change my opinion on whether or not I can, you know, sacrifice sleep as the first line. Like I'm busy. I got a lot of things to do. Got a big project coming up. I've got, you know, whatever I have to do, whatever. I'll just stay up later. I'll just get up earlier. I'll just, you know, basically the first line is I'll extend the amount of time that I have by increasing the amount of time that I'm awake, therefore decreasing the amount of time that I'm asleep. Well, so much of this information goes so contrary to that. Um, if you are really looking for big changes in the gym, you're working out. A lot of people, you're listening to this because you're interested in, in top performance. Physical Friday, that's what we're doing here. A lot of times we talk about workouts. A lot of times we talk about diet. A lot of times we talk about things that um, we can do to improve our performance. We can get stronger. We can improve our cardiovascular system. Therefore, we're more present when we're working. Therefore, we are better at our jobs. Well, not if your sleeping is, is disturbed. And if you are sleeping you know, less than five hours a night, your testosterone level plummets and you're not going to get the same benefits in the gym as somebody who is well slept, not slept, not sleep deprived. So does this mean that you should not train? No, that definitely isn't what it means, but it definitely, you might think about this and and this is what Matthew Walker says. He's like, look, I'm not here to tell you how to, you know, organize your day. Just want to let you know that lack of sleep can be a big source of problems. And it's kind of funny because we always look towards, you know, I need to work out harder. I need to be more strict with my diet. I need to do all these things. Well, what if it was that you needed to do more of the easiest thing in our life? What if it was you're going to get better performance? out of the gym. You're going to get better performance on the job. You're going to be able to remember people's names better. You're going to be able to recall past events like tides and where you caught fish and certain other things that are important to being a fishing guide or hunting guide or being outdoors, whatever. You're going to be better because you did the easiest thing in life. Sleep more. That's contrary, <laughs> but I've started to really, really think about that. And I've started to really put sleep as a priority and start to change a lot of the habits that I have um, and and follow along with a lot of the things that Matthew Walker is, is talking about in his book. And if you haven't read this book, I strongly advise that that if you're interested in improving your performance, improving your life, read the book. 
why we sleep. If you don't have time to read the book, you don't like reading books, whatever, listen to Joe Rogan's podcast. If you don't have time for that, or in addition to that, listen to Finding Mastery with Dr. Matthew Walker. And I think that you will, you'll certainly know more about sleep. You'll certainly know more about the effects of a little bit of sleep deprivation. Now, in this podcast that I listened to most recently, he goes over five rules or suggestions for sleep. And he goes way deeper than what we're going to do on this. <clears throat> this is only a recap. This is not my information. It's his information. But I'm passing it along to you because uh, it's very important and it's something that we can all you know, learn from. And if you get a little bit of a little bit of performance boost from a couple of these tips, then maybe you'll go read the book and maybe that will result in a, a lot more performance. So he goes into the first thing saying that, you know, you want to pay attention to the regularity of your sleep. So you want to go to bed at the same time and you want to wake up at the same time every day. When, you're, when your sleep is very irregular, it it doesn't result in the best sleep. So one night you're sleeping eight hours, the next night you're sleeping five hours, the next night you're, you know, you're sleeping in in the morning, you're waking up early the next morning. You're not resulting in the best sleep. He says going to bed at the same time and waking up at the same time throughout the entire week, including the weekends, is the way that you will anchor your sleep and improve the quantity and quality of the sleep. He advocates darkness. And this is something that I have definitely taken um, to heart. I removed the television out of our room. Um, I don't have the phone in the room anymore. I have gone around with electrical tape and covered up all of the LED lights on smoke detectors and all of other things that we have. Uh, I have, we cover up our clock faces um, and the room is really dark. I got blackout curtains and it's, it's very dark. It's, and, and that, is, that is certainly a way that you can improve your sleep quality is through the, the darkness. I also take electrical tape with me on the road and I'm prepared to cover up the LED uh, lights in the hotel room because, man, there are a lot of them. And sometimes, man, you turn off the lights in a hotel room and it, it's very bright in there. Um, so I take that, cover everything up, try to get it as dark as I possibly can. He also talks about, you know, the production of melatonin happens when you are exposed to darkness, like your regular circadian rhythm is that, you know, <clears throat> you go to bed when it's dark, you wake up when it, when it, when it's light, that's the circadian rhythm. We live in a world now that isn't like that. We live in a world now that is light all the time. In fact, you could, you know, you could experience light 24 seven, no problem. So what he's suggesting is that before bed, you um, dim the lights, you shut down the computer, the tele the telephone, um, any of the blue light that's coming in. And, uh, you know, I, I think that it's cool if it's a nice summer night or whatever, that you kind of spend a little time outside, you are actually in the dark, your body's senses that you're going to start to release melatonin. You're going to be a little bit more tired. You come in and, and you have that hour before bed. That is not a time that you're on your phone, not a time that you're watching TV, not a time that you're really exposed to a lot of lights. If you are in the house, he suggests that you dim the lights and this is going to stimulate 
the release of the melatonin, which is what makes you tired, makes you go to sleep. So that's also very important is that this is the time an hour before bed, not only making sure that your sleep environment is really dark, but the hour before bed. Temperature is also important, the temperature of the room. He says that you need to drop your body temperature about two degrees Fahrenheit to initiate sleep and then to stay asleep through the night. So a cold room is better than a hot room for sleeping. You probably already know that. Everybody knows that. Like you sleep in a nice cold room, you get really good sleep. And he, there's a whole bunch of science to prove why. He then talks about um, two other things, caffeine and alcohol and how they can affect your sleep. Caffeine is an easy one because that's a stimulant. And he, <laughs> this one is one that, that I really took to heart as well. And I used to have a cup of coffee in the afternoon. You know, if I was getting kind of tired, I'd have a cup of coffee in the afternoon. I, I've never really been one to have coffee in the evening, but a lot of people do. And he's talking about the half-life of coffee, how long it takes for half of the effects of that caffeine to be removed from your body. He says the half-life of coffee is six hours. So, and the quarter life of coffee is 12 hours. So if you drink a cup of coffee at noon, at midnight, you it's like you just drank a quarter cup of coffee and went to bed. So obviously nobody's doing that. It's not really that good. And your brain is being stimulated and it's it's keeping you it from uh, from the good sleep that you need. He talks about alcohol and he's not placing any judgment on alcohol or anything like that. He's just simply saying that when you when you drink alcohol, you um, you know, before bed, that it fragments your sleep and it's a sedative. And he's saying that sedation is not the same as good sleep. So uh, he has some suggestions about how much alcohol and when and how soon it should be um, clear before it's going to affect your sleep. You know, these, <laughs> these, these tips, like right there, you can just think about those things. You can make your room a little darker. You can make it cool. You can improve your sleep environment and see if you don't do better with a little bit more sleep. Like, can you, could you go to bed a little bit earlier? I don't know. Try it. See what, see how it works in your life. But I know that in my life, improving the quality of the sleep was very easy to, to feel. I mean, and it's not like, you know, when you take a vitamin or something, you're kind of like, oh, I think, I think something happened. I don't know. And, you know, but sleep, I mean, if I get a good night's sleep, I feel like a million bucks the next day. If I sleep badly, I don't feel very good the next day. And it's very easy to, to feel. It's like, there's there's no doubt about it you feel awesome and these tips from somebody who has dedicated their entire life to studying sleep is is very very beneficial to your performance and especially the performance in the gym so if you're more interested in this you want to hear more on sleep i really want to try to get matthew walker on this podcast i have so many other questions for him but um send me an email podcast at saltwaterexperience.com. Let me know if you like this. If you want to go deeper on the sleep, I'll try to get some other experts. If I can't get Matthew Walker, I'll try to get somebody else. But, uh, you know, let me know. Let me know how the the journey of, uh, of improving your sleep is going. And uh, I strongly suggest reading those books, listening to those podcasts, if you are interested. All right. Adios. See you.